Good morning, Olivia. Yeah, it is a chilly morning here. Yeah, really cold. I sent my kids to the playground while we record this with a babysitter. <laughs> and they're up. Are they out of school this week? Oh, yeah. No, their winter break started at noon on Friday. Oh, that's lovely. Love that. And since that started, we're recording this on today, Tuesday morning. I took one to pediatrician, double ear infection, and then took the other one to urgent care on Sunday to make sure that it was an ear infection and not any of the other gnarly things. So both kids had ear infections. Luckily, they're not communicable, but it's just been a lovely start. I'm so sorry. This whole year has been filled with quite a bit of sickness. It seems to be the theme. Yeah. So Olivia, what is your plan here? Because I, I feel like Every week I turn around, your kids are getting sick, and then you're getting sick, and aren't you sick of it? I'm, I'm so sick of it, Megan. And it's really cool how different invitations from the universe get offered up. And one of the things that this has really invited me to do is dig more deeply into how I can support the health of my family and myself, and ultimately my community more broadly. So I have started my herbalism training and I am so in love with this. It is such a fabulous compliment to the work I do as a coach, helping people get unstuck. Because for so many people, for me, so often I feel stuck when outside forces like illness intervene. It's really nurturing the body through herbal remedies. I've been developing a line of teas, which I'm really excited about. I have teas for liver support. I have a tea for third trimester and postpartum, a tea for not, which I don't need, just to be clear. That is not for personal use. That was developed by request by one of my clients. So that was the first tea I made. Then I also have a tea for liver support, which I've been doling out to people through the holidays, a tea for general immune support. And so I've been expanding beyond that. And it's allowed me to tap into a part of myself that has been wanting to emerge and not known how. So I get to do the really intellectual part, right? What are the interactions? How does this specific plant work with our bodies? What's the Latin name? Because you can glean so much about it from that. So I get to do all this really intellectual stuff, which I love. And... I get to literally dig my hands in the dirt or mix together these teas and have this really manual component. And then there's also this whole energetic component of the plants. And so understanding the different energies and how those can help support my clients on their journeys to the the regular coaching that we do. It's been so fun. And I am like just chomping at the bit to dig even deeper in the new year. I am so excited for you and for this journey that you're beginning on because I honestly have seen you as a healer for so long and you've healed so many people through your wisdom and insight and to see that translate over into herbalism is just riveting. I have had the opportunity to try your fire cider and you have some great content on your Instagram page if people want to make their own fire cider and I encourage people to go there and check that out. It actually tastes incredible, which is surprising to me. Thanks, Meg. Yeah, it's it does have different ingredients that are shown to boost the immune system. 
And under Maryland Cottage Food Laws, I cannot sell fire cider, so I can just give it to folks and teach you. That's one of the things I love about it is, sure, I sell my tea blend soaks, and you can find those on oliviabowen.com. But it's so accessible. So I'm also happy to just share recipes and equip people to make their own fire ciders, make their own tea blends, and get experimenting with what feels good for them in their own homes, in their own bodies. I'm excited for this next stage of your brand to reap the benefits of that next realm. And as I've been developing these products and thinking about how I can sell them, I was like, oh, shoot, I need to further expand my website. And so, Megan, I know we are going to book time for a shoot, but can you talk a little bit about what kind of photography is lighting you up these days? As a product photographer who works with ethical brands, Oh, definitely brand photography. I love personal brand photography and I love working with products. So typically I work with women, people that sell a product or sell a service. So think somebody who owns their own restaurant or a chocolate shop or somebody that makes different teas, B Corporation. I'm already stoked about this. I'm already thinking about all the different colors that we will use and materials and different herbs in these shots to really bring out this nature feel. It's going to be warm and cozy, and I think it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. I'm Megan LaPrairie, a brand photographer. And I'm Olivia Bowen, a certified life coach. And this is Curious Nature. excited because we got all of these really dear messages from our curious listeners. So we're going to share those with folks and respond to them. Should we pull a tarot card? Sure, let's do it. Uh, So I wanted to ask tarot what we should keep in mind for today's episode. So I'm using the classic Rider White tarot deck and I'm pulling Ah, Come on. So I pulled card 21 the last card of the major arcana the world so this is so perfect for a review episode because it's the culmination of the journey so this card is the final one and so here we are we'll be looking back at our little podcast world we will be reflecting on this journey of season one and putting a beautiful little bow on it before we dig into season two coming soon, which is going to be a really magical season. All right. So we got a bunch of lovely messages. And our first one that we wanted to share is from Megan. Why don't you introduce this lovely caller? The first caller we'll be hearing from is Mindy, who hails from the Detroit area and is actually our artist for our Curious Nature logo and cover art. This is Mindy Vukinich. I am actually the one that did the cover art for the Curious Nature podcast. I really 
love this podcast so much and it has really helped me connect to my body and to nature and to think of life in a more cyclical way. I think my favorite episode so far has been the one about the menstrual cycle. That has been such a cool reframe for something that I am used to looking at as kind of shameful and an annoyance. And it really helped me reframe that in my mind and think of it as more of a way to connect to my femininity and to the earth and to the cycles of the moon, which is so beautiful, in fact. I do, however, wish Olivia would kind of own her love of the Real Housewives a little more, though. There's nothing to be ashamed of, Olivia. Channel your inner Lisa Barlow and just say, I love that. Okay called out i do i do love the real housewives it is unequivocally low vibe tv it is not helping me expand into the type of person i want to expand into but sometimes it is just a delicious escape so mindy i hear you here i am officially owning my love of real housewives especially new york and orange county but i loved what she had to say about how it reframed her connection to the menstrual cycle. Me too. And I'm so surprised that was her favorite episode. I honestly thought she would have chosen the moon. I think it's so cool that each of our listeners here has a specific episode that they call out in mind that impacted them. And I do agree. I grew up during this time where we probably both started going through these changes. And it was a very shameful experience for many of us growing up in the 90s. So it's great to hear that this may have impacted someone like Mindy so positively to start thinking about it in a way that it could be something that you partner with instead of something that happens to you. Yes. When we were first sketching out episodes, I was like, do we really want to talk about menstruation in season one? Is this going to turn people off? And based on the feedback that we've gotten in a second, we'll play another clip for folks digging into these things that take up space in our lives, but maybe we don't have the framework to think about it and talk about it in the way that we want. So I'm so glad that facing my own, this was a little uncomfortable for me to go there. And it's so affirming that it really resonated and helped people. So now we've taken the lid off. So who knows what other uncomfortable episodes we will bring you all in the future, but we can all trace it back to, to this if we go there. Our next clip is from a listener named Katie in Maryland, and she is about to share information that changed my life. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. I was listening to the episode on menstrual cycles, and Olivia, you mentioned that when you tried to use a menstrual cup, the suction dislodged your IUD. And I just wanted to give a recommendation to maybe check out menstrual discs. They work similarly to menstrual cups. They have the same silicone reusable material, but they don't rely on suction and they even self-empty when you go to the bathroom. Not affiliated with any brand or anything, but they've been life-changing for me and I keep recommending them to everyone I know who menstruates. So I think that could be a good option for you to potentially check out so that you don't have to go back to the dark ages of just pads and tampons. I'm sorry, what? I have never heard of this. I have one for you. I am literally putting this in people's stockings this year because after this listener, Katie, listened to this episode and reached out to tell us about the menstrual disc, 
I think I went online and ordered it before I even finished listening to what she had to say about it. I need to try this. I didn't get the reusable kind. I'm going to order that because I'm getting to the end of what I bought initially. And the ones I had didn't self-empty. But and I'm also going through them so quickly because I'm shoving them in people's purses. Like I said, literally putting them in people's stockings. Everybody needs one of these. I'm obsessed. I got that from Flex. It's a menstrual disc. So explain this to me. Is it like a Frisbee, but really tiny? And it just gently sits there below the cervix? Pretty much. Yeah. It's like a tiny Frisbee with a reservoir. It's flexible. Right? So you squish it to slide it in. And it has a little lip so you can hook your finger in to pull it out. And I have used all the products. Right? I've used pads. I've used tampons. I've used the cup. I haven't used the absorbent underwear. I don't know why. I can't get my head around that. But of everything I've used for my decades of menstruating, this is the only thing where I forget about it. I just forget. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go take care of that before I go to bed. So it just feels like a heaviness. Like you just feel like a, oh, it's time. I don't yeah. feel anything. I have to remember that I need to empty it out before I go to bed. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel nothing. That's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> that is life changing. And I will say I have used period underwear in the past and it's awesome, especially if you have a teenager or somebody mm. who's just starting out that has a lighter cycle. That might be a good place to start. They have bamboo and there's really no scent attached to it. It sounds terrifying, but I've never had an issue with leaks. It's been great. You just have to like hand wash. Yeah. So I tend to rinse them. Put them in a bucket with some baking soda. Nice. And then if you had lost diapers, that kind of same method. And then you just rinse, dump it in the laundry. So that's also in tandem with now, if I ever menstruate again, which I hope to goodness I do not. But if I do, I'm going to get a disc. This alone just sounds life-changing. So I'm really grateful that Katie mentioned this new product. This next caller is very near and dear to my heart because she is my dear mom. Hi, mom. Hi, I'm Meg's mom, Sherry. I was really touched that Meg called me to share what she and Olivia were going to be talking about. Being a Christian in my faith, I was unfamiliar with and leery of the concepts of the older pagan belief system. I still have a lot of questions about what the tarot cards and interpretations mean to Olivia, but they invite us to ask, so I plan to do that. I have enjoyed listening to the two of them bounce off each other, and I especially enjoyed the podcast about understanding the water cycle, as I remember meeting their guest speaker, NASA scientist Sarah Brennan, many years ago before she was this scientist. I am in the Great Lakes state of Michigan and aware of how critical water will be to our increasingly small planet. I think their podcast is aptly named. They touch on our curious nature. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Mom. I'm so grateful she was able to share this voicemail with us. And I do remember when she met Sarah, which I do have a little correction here. In episode six, where we talk about water resource management, I mentioned that Sarah was not an engineer. And actually, she is. But I think that this was really thoughtful that my mom took the time to reach out and listen to the podcast. She's probably our greatest listener. She's listened multiple times to multiple episodes. Thank you, Sherry. 
And thank you for bringing an open mind to something that's less familiar to you and might be something you might be a little wary of. And I love having a space for that kind of conversation too, because not everything is for everyone. And that's awesome. But even if you're not someone who's into tarot, which I totally get, thanks for tuning in and listening and supporting us. I also have a short story. So I didn't pin down my mom to send in a voice memo, but she called me after I think our introductory episode about cyclical living and in that we talk about the fact that our bodies don't lie to us. We can override our bodies with our thinking and our heads can get into all of this pro and con stuff. But when we tap into what our bodies are telling us, we get really valuable information. And so she had listened to that and she had an opportunity just a few days later to travel to Pennsylvania to see some of her really dear friends that she doesn't usually get to see. She really missed them. And her head really wanted to go see these women that she loves so dearly. But her body was just saying, I need rest. And so because we had just talked about that, she was able to really hear what her body was telling her. And instead of pushing to do something, she opted out and took that time to rest. And once she did that, she said she could tell just how much she needed it. That is so beautiful. And actually, my mom called me and said the same thing. She said, I have the opportunity to go to a party this weekend. And I just sat with my body and how I was feeling and realized that wasn't for me. And that was okay. And what a great gift to hear the feedback from the generation that raised you and I mm. to hear that we have possibly impacted them in some way by bringing them the, the beautiful word. Oh. No, thank you. That's so beautiful. Your mom sounds incredible. I hope I get to meet her soon. She's the best. Love you, mom. Our next listener, Alyssa, is from Santa Cruz, California, and I just love what she had to share with us. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and I'm from Santa Cruz, California. I've been a huge fan of Curious Nature podcast from the very beginning and have found myself re-listening to a lot of the episodes. One episode I keep coming back to is Daily Magic for Auspicious Weeks, where Olivia and Megan talk about how each day of the week has its own planetary ally and energy that makes specific days better for doing certain tasks. This concept has really stuck with me and has reshaped how I structure my weekly to-do list. I find so much more ease in my weeks working within this cycle. For example, I try to do my grocery shopping and errand running on Tuesdays, which are the get-ish done days, and I respond to emails or make those pesky customer service calls on Wednesdays, which is the best day for communication. The concept of cyclical living is newer to me, and I just think it's so cool that there are so many natural cycles to tap into. That lit me up because when we were setting up this podcast, one of the things we really wanted to make sure we were doing was giving people practical, useful information that they could use to make their lives feel better. And when you're talking about something as esoteric as the magic of the days of the week, it can get a little heady, right? It can get a little bit out there. And so we really wanted to make sure that we were anchoring this in what people could use to rethink how they were doing things. And Alyssa captured such great examples of how she's doing that in her own life. I love this. That was so thoughtful. All right. But keeping with the days of the week, 
another listener, Tom, also called in about that. Hi, Megan and Olivia. This is Tom from Arlington, Virginia. Congratulations on season one. I really enjoyed listening to all the episodes. And one that really stood out to me was episode three on Daily Magic. And I just found it fascinating how the day of the week could influence how one thinks and perceives the world. And so I did some research. I couldn't remember what day of the week I was born on and found out I was a Wednesday full of woe baby, which gave me some good insight and perspective on my own thinking. So thank you for sharing that information in this episode and all of the others. And I really look forward to listening in season two. Congratulations again. Take care. Tom has been an early adopter since the very beginning. Before we even released episodes to the public, we released them to people like Tom. And he had some great feedback from the get-go, helped us get our sound editing on point. We commend you for all of your help with us getting everything off the ground. And if you ever start a podcast, you definitely have a voice for it. Tom also wrote in that children born on a Wednesday are associated with a great amount of empathy and compassion. They are thought to be gloomy and moody, full of woe because they feel empathy and sadness for others. Mm. Wednesday children carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, but this can be their superpower that enables them to do great things for others and be a good friend and partner to others. Aw. I love that he looked up what day of the week he was born on. You know, when you read that from Tom about Wednesday babies, I was like, ah, my sister has so much empathy and compassion. I wonder what day of the week she was born on. Was she a Wednesday baby? So I just looked it up and she was. Oh my goodness. It's incredible. Aw. Now I have to look at my brother. I love that you wanted to do video and you're like licking. Listen, I get the iced coffee with the sweet foam on top. And some gets on the inside of the lid and it's delicious. At least not one, not. At least not one, not. I'm, I'm licking the lid. Not too proud. Not too proud for Real Housewives. Not too proud to lick the sweet foam off of the lid of my cup. This is what you get if you subscribe and listen to us on YouTube. So you'll be able to get this added bonus content. This next color is Lisa, also from Michigan, but from the West Coast. I love the Curious Nature podcast. It helps me to feel connected to other curious humans and to nature. And it really got me thinking about cyclical living and how I can add some things and take away some things in my life and bring in much needed rest and give my weeks and days and cycles a new makeover. So it definitely does sound like some of the messages have impacted people and that just lights me up. I agree. And this was our cycles season to kick us off. And as a former communications professional, when you hear people adopting the language that you've been using, it's like, yes, we did it. The message penetrated. Uh, so I loved this note from Lisa just talking about how she's reframed the way she approached things. Thanks for calling in. All right. Next step, we have... Catherine, who called in to talk about the moon. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hi, this is Catherine. Um, I just wanted to thank you all for your amazing podcast. And my favorite episode, although it's hard to pick, was the um, one about the moon. I think it was episode four. 
And you all just really helped me remember the moon, which I have not been paying attention to for so long. I can't believe it. I mean, I just haven't been looking up at night. And after I heard your podcast, we were on vacation and we were out in the backyard of this cabin and I looked up and there was this almost full moon and it was just such a beautiful thing. I was so glad to reconnect with it. And also, I appreciate you talking about the phases of the moon. And I think sometimes in life that's used kind of dismissively, like, oh, it's just a phase. But it really is meaningful to me to remember that there are different phases. And it's one of the most rhythmic things in nature and the universe, having these phases of the moon, a natural part of life. So I appreciated that. And thank you. I have a friend who goes out in the backyard and really looks up and appreciates and says, Mother Moon. And I love that image. So thanks for all that you shared and keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye. I am so touched by this response. And the moon actually was one of my favorite episodes. I feel like we're at a time in history where any store I walk into, I can buy something with moon phases on it. Yes, I love how Catherine went right to the fact that, of course, the moon has phases, but we've started to use the phrase, it's just a phase, to almost be dismissive of things. I know as parents, we hear this and we probably say it a lot. Oh, they're just going through a phase. It's just a phase. It's all just a phase. Everything is just a phase, but it also spirals around and we come back to it and we lean in and we lean out. And so, yes, at this point in time, we can go into almost any store and find things with the moon phases on it. I certainly have stuff on my desk. I think we both have mugs that say it's just a phase or it's a phase with the moon phases on it. But you don't need to buy anything to be reminded of this. All you need to do is go outside at night and look up and see Grandma Moon and just take that pause to think about where you are and what phase you are in. And this moon episode really impacted me in a way that now I ended up purchasing downloads off of Etsy, the phases of the moon for, let's say, the year 2024. And you can start looking at it as a visual the entire year. It's all one sheet and kind of plan out like, when should I take that vacation? When should I wear a bikini? You can look going forward at when to plan things throughout the year based on the cycles of the moon, which, as mentioned before, may match up to your menstrual cycle. And Megan, you've mentioned that you aren't menstruating right now. And so this is such a great way to connect to natural rhythmic phases, regardless of what your body is or is not doing. I forgot to mention this in one of our earlier episodes, but speaking of cycles, there is such a thing as a skin cycle, which coordinates with your menstrual cycle. So I want to say cycle day one to three is at the very start of your cycle. And that's when you're usually at peak acne. And then day four to six is when you're at peak sensitivity. So this would not be a good day to use a retinal treatment or get a tattoo. And then you have cycle day seven to 11, where you're at your peak pain tolerance, followed by cycle day 12 through 16, where your skin is at its best. You'll notice during this time, it also coordinates with when you're ovulating, your skin will be gorgeous. Let me look hot while I'm fertile. Exactly. And then cycle day 17 to 30, 
you have more oil production, your skin will be more greasy and spotty. So that's a good time the week before your cycle is when you should do a facial. So that's something that I wanted to share and meant to earlier. So I figured I would just mention that to you all of you now. I have never heard of or thought of that, but that makes so much sense. Assuming it's common knowledge for dermatologists, it's common knowledge for people that are gynecologists or obstetricians, but this isn't something that my children would have known about if I hadn't researched it. So I thought this would be important to pass along to them, assuming they want to use an acne treatment, knowing when to moisturize your face at night and knowing when less is more. So I thought that this would be helpful as a visual aid, as well as mentally wrapping your head around how to take care of your skin. Very cool. Thanks. So this listener wrote in to us, and her name is Janice, and she is also from the Michigan area. I listened to your wonderful podcast while eating dinner and really loved it. Five stars. You were very insightful in identifying and tying together all the cycles of life. I will remember these. What a great message to listen to your body and facilitate harmony with your brain. I have actually been cognizant of doing that very thing in the past month. It has taken a lifetime. Retirement has enabled that. I am not limited to a weekend to accomplish projects. The freedom to read leisurely and get out in the yard later facilitates contentment. I also loved the interpretation of the meanings of the days. This is such insightful work, and I had never heard that before. I admire how you both express the need for self-nourishment in order to continue the perpetual role of nourishing others. I think that was a component in my generation, or at least for myself, that I neglected in an effort to manage it all, family, home, job. What great role models you are for your daughters. I am looking forward to your next podcast. Well done, my dears. Thank you, Janice. I'm a little misty-eyed hearing Megan read that. I am so grateful. I appreciate all the feedback that she gave us. It's nice to see that some people are coming with questions, some people are coming with inspiration, and other people are offering solutions. So this is really nice to hear once again how one of our listeners has been impacted by a specific episode. So this last caller we'll be hearing from is Emily. Where does Emily live? Emily hails from New York City. Excellent. So let's go ahead and listen. Okay, so I'm a pretty type A person and exploring anything that's kind of natural, holistic, magic in general, usually makes me feel very out of my depth, admittedly being that tuned in to myself and my own thoughts actually can terrify me. But what I really like about a number of these episodes is how Olivia and Megan bring this 360 approach to their topic. Take episode four, for example, they started by talking about the science of how the moon was formed, gravitational pull. And for me, that's the ultimate gateway. I think, all right, this is something scientific, something I know a little bit about, should probably know more, but is still incredibly interesting. So then as the conversation transitions to 
the universe, listening to the moon, getting a better sense of giving your body what it needs. I feel so much more open and receptive to those kinds of messages. I've even started setting some of my intentions with the new moon, still working on that practice, but definitely something new to try. And then I think just in general, the added bonus is Olivia and Megan have such soothing voices. Listening to these is like a hug for my ears. So I loved season one and I can't wait for season two. Emily, we love hugging your ears. That is the nicest compliment. Oh, that's so sweet to hear because I don't know about you, but I sound different to me than I do to everybody else. I was talking about that with someone this morning and I actually learned why that is recently. Because when we hear ourselves, most of the sound is conducted through the bone. Whereas when we hear external sounds, it's going through more of our ear. You know how you can get like bone conduction speakers to put under your pillow at night so you can listen to things and they don't disrupt your partner? No. So you can do that. It's just a different way of conveying sound. Oh, Ryan's getting a pair of those. Okay, I'm going to yeah. invest in them. They're not even earplugs. You just slide it under your pillow, but it's conducted. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Okay, so Ryan has these headphones and they're for running and they don't go in his ear. They go around his ear and tap the huh. back right here. And it conducts the sound in a way that you can hear a deer mm-hmm. and you can also hear your music. Yeah. So yeah, there's a reason we all hate the way we sound when we hear ourselves recorded because it's different because we're getting all of these additional inputs. But I loved how Emily just totally owned that she's a skeptic. I love our skeptic listeners. Megan and I are also, believe it or not, pretty skeptical people, which is part of why to do this, to really explore and do some of the excavation about these things that we were really curious about. So yeah, we try to hook you with the science and then we hit you with the metaphysical and just speaking to the whole person. So yeah, Emily, keep us posted on how those new moon intentions go for you. And again, whether or not the moon has anything to do with it, right? I like to think about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, the moon does nothing. And all I love that once a month on the new moon, we can take the time to get clear about our intentions for the month ahead. And once a month on the full moon, we can take the time to get really clear on what it is we want to release and let go of. Right? There's no downside to it. So that, that's why I love so much of this stuff. When I play it out, no matter what it is or how it works, it's all upside. That is so beautiful. I absolutely love Emily's feedback. And I couldn't agree more with everything she said because I sometimes feel out of my depth in all of this. And Pharaoh, you know, when we started talking about that, it, it made me very uncomfortable because it was a realm that I hadn't spent much time in. And it had been this area that my upbringing was not open to through this education and through this experience and through learning more about all of these different modalities. I've become more comfortable in my own body. And I'm so grateful that many of our listeners have as well. This takes a community and thank you so much for being a part of it. Next season, season two, we are halfway through recording. I'm so excited to be able to release it in 2024. And our first episode will be focused on tarot. Everything in this season will be around magical living. And that's a wrap. That is an official wrap on season one. We can't wait to bring season two to you. And thank you all you curious ones for 
listening, for sending your feedback, for sharing this with people you know would enjoy it, for leaving us reviews on Spotify and iTunes. It all means so much to us and for letting us hug your ears. We love you guys. Subscribe to the Curious Nature Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. It means the world to us and it helps more people find our podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Curious Nature Pod. You can email us at CuriousNaturePod at gmail.com. The information provided on this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not, nor are we holding ourselves up to be physicians, psychologists, or any other medical professional. We are not providing healthcare or medical or therapeutic services. The Curious Nature Podcast is produced by Olivia Bowen. Sound design and production by Megan LaPrairie. Theme music by Kabir Green. And logo art by Melinda Bukanich. Thanks for listening, Curious One.